What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Now, first, let me address. Yes, I have been sharing a lot of content on here that's mainly from Dads in Gaming. Uh, to explain that a little bit, I have been so freaking busy lately that I haven't really had the time to sit down and do much. I've been doing a lot of house projects. You know, one of the fun things I ran, I got tired of like spotty Wi-Fi in my house. So I ended up running Ethernet to every single room in my house. So I don't have to worry about that. Uh, just been doing a lot of home improvement. You know, and then, you know, working on top of that, it's just been killer. Then I did, I decided to, you know, focus some more time on, you know, the kid, the, my kids are getting older. They're eight, six, four, and almost two. And I've been spending more time with them rather than, uh, you know, spending too much time on my computer. I still do a lot of iRacing, some World of Warcraft, but, you know, I haven't really been playing too much video games. I'll get into a little bit of that in a second. Uh, but, you know, it's it's uh it's been really nice and relaxing for me to focus on other things other than content creation. Like I haven't really been uploading things to Fresh Cut, haven't really been posting on social media too much lately. I've kind of taken a I don't want to really call it a hiatus, but it's kind of what it is. I more or less just taking some time off, some time to myself, time to my family, and you know, figuring some stuff out and moving forward. I do appreciate the people who've reached out to me and, you know, have noticed that I haven't really been around and asking me what's going on. You good? Yes, I'm good. I, I actually, I, I am good. Uh, just, you know, keeping my head down, doing my own thing. Uh, but one of, the, one of the things that people keep asking me about is, you know, streaming. You know, people keep asking me about how I haven't been streaming. And when I do stream, it's only like an hour. I'm just not passionate about grinding certain games right now like i'm really not into like grinding apex right now i'm not playing warzone or call of duty uh and what i have been playing is like i said world of warcraft and i racing now yes i still have been uploading videos to youtube here and there uh of some of my races on my racing youtube page uh glock 9 racing by the way shameless plug if you guys go find it youtube.com slash at Glock Nine Racing, um, every once in a while I will I will post videos on there certain races, but you know they're not edited or anything. It's just a full race. If you want to enjoy it, have fun, enjoy. Uh, but you know, World of Warcraft has never been a good game to stream. Uh, even as a person who's been playing World of Warcraft for almost twenty years, I don't like watching World of Warcraft. I'd rather play it myself. Uh, and then people have you know in chat and among other places have told me that they are not a fan of iRacing. They don't, they don't, they're not a fan of racing period. So it, it's, you know, yeah, I enjoy the crap out of it. I can play both of them all day long, but if people aren't into watching it, I'm not going to sit there and try and, you know, force people to watch it. They don't want to, they don't want to watch. And it also has been a little bit of discouragement. If I'm being honest, uh, you know, the last couple of times that I've gone live in the last two months, I'll be live for like an hour and people really aren't there. Like, you know, people, I took a lot of time off and, you know, a lot of people haven't come back. Uh, some people will show up and say what's up and then literally not, I mean, I'll actually ask them a question and basically they already walked away or they didn't, they won't answer or they're just lurking. And, you know, if, if the chat's not moving after an hour, it's very discouraging. I've talked about this on this podcast many times. It's a very discouraging thing. And I think it's worse for me back in the day having a very active chat and then you know you're live for an hour and no one really says anything 
Like no one says hi. No one says what's up. No one, you know, you pull off some super sick play or something and no one says anything. It's very discouraging. I will, I will admit that, you know, it was discouraging. You know, with that said though, I, I've been sitting here pondering what I want to do about streaming and I, I, you know, my wife asked me if I'm going to quit. If I'm not, if I'm going to give it up, I'm like, I love streaming. I do. I really do. I think, uh, I wanted to stream last year for three or four months, but I wasn't able to, cause I didn't have my computer. Uh, you know, and then we did come back. We got, our, we got our computer and everything and we were streaming and we were doing all right. And then it just, I don't know what happened. I think I lost a little bit of drive. I was distracted by IRL things. Uh, it just was really messing with me mentally. So we, just kind of weren't going live every day, even though I could have. I was sitting at my computer playing games at night. I could have went live. I just knew what I was playing wasn't entertaining to the people that usually watch me. Uh, so, but I decided here pretty soon. I don't know. I'm not gonna give you guys a definitive date. I told my wife I want I want to get back into streaming on a regular basis, upload content to social media on a regular basis, uh, and you know because I really it really it is really fun. I've always enjoyed it, and I I still enjoy it. It's just. That, you know, even with Hogwarts Legacy, I think Hogwarts Legacy is a amazing freaking game. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has such a great storyline. It's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying the crap out of it. But also every single other person is playing it, streaming it. Some people don't have didn't have the game yet, so they didn't want to watch for spoilers. I get that 100%. But it's not... It's a game that I enjoy playing by myself. I don't really... Feel like creating content for it per se and like you know streaming it it's more or less i sit down i enjoy the story i enjoy the game and i, I do that in, the, in, in privacy and enjoy it same thing i've been doing i racing and world of warcraft i've been grinding the crap out of those two games and we're getting really we are, we're getting a lot better at i racing finishing in the top five top ten and some high strength of field i rating and but people aren't into watching it so i just upload them to youtube if you want to watch them watch them. if you don't want to watch them, don't watch them you know, but I, I need to find something that I'm excited about that I want to grind, that I want to invest my time into and grind it. And until and basically until that game comes around or I pick something back up, like I played some Apex the other day. I had some fun, but I, I can't I don't think I can play it every single day. So as of right now, I'm just, you know. If I stream, I stream. If I don't, I don't. And but when once something grips me, I'm, I I want to start streaming on a pretty much daily basis again. I don't want to force myself to play something I don't feel like playing. I remember doing that a long time ago at Realm Royale, where there were certain you know towards the end of it, I I played that game for about two years straight without an issue, streaming it every single day of the week, no problem. But towards the end of it, when it was basically dying. There were days I didn't feel like streaming, but I just forced myself to it. And you could tell it wasn't the same fun that people were having on other days because I really was just forcing myself to do it. And it's crappy content. And it's just, it's, it's a crappy feeling that you're forcing yourself to do something you don't want to do. So, you know, I, I refuse to do that again. Uh, I do believe that we are going to just stick with the restreaming thing that I was talking about in one of our former podcast episodes. And, uh, you know, basically stream to Twitch, Facebook, you know, Trovo, YouTube, and then, you know, we're going to talk about Kick here in a little bit. Kick's a new streaming platform we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, just stream to everything at once. People want to watch on whatever platform, watch whatever platform, you know, it, it, you know, whatever you see fit. So, 
you know, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. I know a lot of people have been asking me that question. A lot of people have been asking me that, and, you know, basically there's your answer. That's basically what my plan is, but I need to find first before anything. I got to find something that I want to grind every single day. Now, I have thought about, I have thought about streaming strictly iRacing on a separate channel because I do play iRacing pretty much every single day. I love it. I have so much fun with it. I can I can play it every day. But on my normal channel, people don't give two craps about it. I don't blame you whatsoever. You know, if you're not into it, you're not into it. But I've been thinking about like I did for YouTube, starting a separate channel, but I, I'm thinking about starting a separate Twitch channel uh for it as well. That way I can that way I can uh you know, if you want to watch it and want to follow it over there, you follow it over there. You know, it's that that channel will be strictly for iRacing. Every single every single thing else will be for you know my on my other channel for anything else, any other game. But that, that I'm leaning towards that. I'm not saying I'm going to do it yet, so don't go don't go searching for it. But that that is a thought that crossed my mind. Um, you know, as for again, as for sharing the episodes of Dads in Gaming, I hope you guys have been enjoying those. Uh, we have been able to meet up on a regular basis it's been is you know if you guys listen to dads in gaming you guys can find it on any platform you guys are listening to this podcast on it's a show i do with octane and uh octane and goldie uh we've been doing it for about you know three you know, about three years now we just hit a three-year anniversary uh almost 100 episodes in because our schedules you know our schedules are so sporadic you know we're all dads we all have different things going on in our lives i obviously over the course of 2022 was traveling more than i ever have in my life uh, stuck in a couple of months, you know, so it was really hard to get together, but we've been, you know, getting together on a consistent basis as like tomorrow, you guys will have an episode on here from dads and gaming. Uh, make sure you guys go follow that podcast as well. Uh, I'm sharing, I'm going to share the episode from, you know, that we recorded for that one, which is already live as, as at the time of this recording, I always really, we always release them on dads and gaming first. And then I release them on my podcast later because I want all the initial plays. If you want to hear it first, Go follow Dads and Gaming, and then if it's a really, if I feel like it's a really good episode, it's, it's it's entertaining and it's a good topic, I will share it on this channel. But there are some that I have not shared uh, because it doesn't go kind of correlate with what we talk about on, on this podcast. But you guys, again, Dads and Gaming, make sure you guys go follow it. And I keep plugging my boys. Uh, you know, people talk about all the times wanting to start a podcast with a friend. And I, I try and give, you know, the, I've been doing this podcast for about three years now. I've been doing, or eh, about two, two and a half years. I've uh, been doing Dads and Gaming for about three years. And I will say it's a lot easier doing your own podcast and then bringing guests on rather than trying to start a podcast with other people and hoping you all have the same schedule every week. Uh, you know, that also being said, I am still looking for guests on the show. Even if you listen to the show and you've been on here before, I want to bring people on here again. Um, you know, uh, I have had a rough time. I've, I, I, I'm sound like a broken record. I've had such a rough time trying to get people on this show. I will have something worked out with somebody on the day that we're supposed to go record. They always have an excuse not to show up. Uh, I don't know if it's nervousness or what it is. But they're always excited when I ask them and then they end up, oh, this came up or that came up. And then we try to work out another date and then they can never get another date down. And it's it's very frustrating. So if you've been on the show before, you want to come back on, you want to talk about something, I don't care what it's about. You know, you're more than welcome. Reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show. If you've never been on the show before and you want and you think you have a topic you want to talk about, I'll gladly bring you on. I don't care how popular you are, or how unpopular you are. 
you know, I don't really care. You know, I just like to hear other people's perspectives on certain things. So if you have a topic, reach out to me, hit me up. We'll work something out and we'll, we'll get a recording down. I would love to do that. So, um, today I want to talk about, you know, kick. What is kick? You know, a lot of people have been you know talking to me about this platform. I've been seeing it a lot on, you know, in certain people's, uh, feeds on Twitter and seeing it on, you know, uh, clips of it on YouTube videos and stuff of, of kick. Uh, I went, I created a kick. If you guys want to follow my kick, I believe my link is kick, uh, kick.com slash Glock nine. That is G L O C K N nine N E. Uh, my first initial thoughts on this platform. Okay. Let me, I'm, I'm, I just pulled it up real fast so I can, I can go on here and look number one. The UI is almost identical to Twitch. I'm just going to say it. I'm literally staring at my page right now. Where the info box is, where your social media links are, where your avatar is, your about section, all that other stuff. It is pretty much 100% like uh, Twitch in my, you know, in my opinion, you got your browse at the top. You got the following at the top. Um, you know, it, it, it looks, it looks just like Twitch. Um, now going around and looking at people's pages, you know, even the chat with the gifted subs and with the, uh, what, what do they call their, uh, is it just gifted subs? They don't have like a bits or anything like that. I don't think they have bits or anything, but the main reason that this podcast, or podcast, I'm sorry. The main reason this platform was created, uh, is because of the payouts for partners and other streamers on Twitch. Okay. Now, people have tried to do this in the past, creating another platform where the payouts are more friendly to the content creator. And I 100% get that. I think Twitch takes way too much of a cut, me personally. For for example, for people that don't know, for people that don't know, Twitch, um, if, so, if someone gives you a sub, it costs them $4.99. Okay, so basically $5. Let's just say $5. Um, so they're basically spending $5 of their own money to gift a sub to you. And they don't realize that you're only seeing $2 and 49 cents of that $5. Sorry. Uh, so if someone were to gift you, if someone were to gift you 500 subs, okay. So you think about this, if someone gifted you 500 subs, that's going to cost them $2,500, right? $2,500 is what is going to come out of their bank account. You are only going to see about $1,200 of that, of that $2,500. It's less than half, right? So you're literally, you know, someone's going to go, if they spent, you know, $5,000 on your channel there, you're going to get less than $2,500. And that to me is outrageous when all they're doing all they're doing is providing the platform you stream on. I do. Obviously you have to, you know, the, the people have to make money just like kick. They can't give a hundred percent revenue away to the streamers. Um, so they can't give a hundred percent to the, to the, you know, streamers like, okay, I just clicked on, on kick. I went to the top, right, clicked my profile, went to subscriptions. It looks exactly like the subscriptions page on Twitch. 100% like it, you know? So, that to me, it's like, uh, it's basically a copy paste of Twitch and I'm not really hating on it. You know, they have, you know, your, your, your dashboard, they have, you have your, um, you know, you can put moderators and bat VIP badges, OG badges, 
Um, they have emotes. I don't think you need to unlock anything to have emotes on your channel. Uh, again, I haven't set mine up yet. So if you guys are going to go follow me over there, uh, I haven't set everything up. Um, but you know, it, the thing I noticed first and foremost is all, almost all the streams that I've clicked on, they're actually really good quality. They're, they're actually really, really good quality. Um, you know, so I don't know what their, what their max bit rate is for a stream, but they all seem to be running really well. So, oh, I got it right here. So, and I mean, you can do 1080 by 60 on these people's streams. You can choose what you want. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I assume it's probably going to be somewhere between five to 10,000 is the max. I mean, I don't see, you know, I mean, this could be just partner streamers. I don't know how it works, but, uh, apparently Aiden Ross, you know, who I think's an idiot. I will be honest about that. Some of the things I see from him, I talked about something that he said, something he said recently, uh, I talked about where he was against hot tub streamers and all this other stuff. He was against porn and. I was like, yeah, I agree, man. I'm, I'm not for that either. I'm not, you know, I, I, I think porn is toxic. That's just my personal opinion. I, th you know, I think hot tub streamers are not good for streaming period because it's, it's just, it's not good. I'm not going to get into it. I already talked about this on the podcast. It's just, it's not what people should be seeing when you go to Twitch is seeing the top streamers as people who are doing hot tub streams. But there's also a guy, um, you know, there's also a guy who decided after making these comments, um, he <laughs> he decided to stream himself. Uh, he, he he streamed himself. I'm sorry, I'm trying to look this article up so I don't get this wrong. He he uh, streamed Pornhub's main page on his stream. So this is a article from Dexerto.com. It says Aiden Ross streams sexual content on kick, but avoids ban. The article says Aiden Ross, one of Twitch's biggest streamers visited an adult site, Pornhub during a stream on viral platform kick displaying it on stream and breaking the platform's terms of service at the time of, of writing though, his account is not banned. Kick is a new streaming platform launched in connection with stake. One of the world's biggest crypto gambling sites. It has worked with the attracted big name Twitch streamers like train and Aiden Ross. Despite being a partner streamer on Twitch, Ross has spoken about his support of Kick uh, for the Kick platform and urged others to move there there exclusively too. Although he isn't making the move permanent due to the money offered by Kick, the platform is still very new though, and there have been questions raised about his terms of service and how they are enforced. In December, a streamer remained unbanned despite allegedly having sex on stream. Uh, in the shared clip below, obviously I'm not going to share it. It's the audio only podcast. I'm going to share it anyways. Uh, Jake Lucky, go figure. Um, he shared by Jake Lucky. Aiden navigated to the website and displayed a selection of videos for around 10 seconds before exiting. While displaying it, he actually said that he dis disagrees with such content, echoing statements he made about sexual content on Twitch, calling hot, hot tub streamers poison. Kick's terms of service states that the user users agree to not engage in any following prohibited activities, including nudity and other sexually suggest uh, suggestive content. However, the platform's policy on suspending accounts is less clear than, say, Twitch or YouTube. The TOS does state that they, quote, may permanently or temporarily terminate or suspend your access to the service without notice or liability for any reason. Concerns have raised or been raised about the age of Aiden's viewers. Kick's rules state that you must be 18 years or older to use the site unless you have permission of a guardian. 
However, there is no system in place to prevent users under 18 from using the site. Yeah, simply as as long as you click on their their uh, their live stream, all it says is, "Are you 18? Okay, start watching." It's it. Just like when you when you go to when everyone went to a porn site when they were a teenager. Are you over 18? Oh yeah, I'm over 18. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really help anybody. It's just liability for the website. Uh, it says Ross has not addressed the viral clip at the time of this writing, but his account remains available on Kick Platform, where he has just over 80,000 followers. This is a far cry from his Twitch following of 7.3 million. There is also the possibility that these actions could impact his Twitch account. Twitch's community guidelines case can, in some cases, extend to contact conduct outside the platform itself. For example, on social media. Yeah, but a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that like you can post stuff on social media and actually end up getting suspended from Twitch for certain things that you post, which I think is a little too far. Personally, I didn't do it on your platform. So why should I be banned from your platform? But at the same time, they're, you know, their site, their rules. I mean, that's kind of the way I take it, but a uh, very stupid move. I don't even know why you would do something like that, especially when you went out there and you went out you went out there and basically made all these claims about porn is toxic and it's all you know it's you know and then also um you know about hot tub streamers and then here you go i'm on kick and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be pull up Pornhub and 100 know what i'm doing it, it doesn't make any sense like the so i said dude's a clown i don't i don't i don't i don't agree with anything that he really says or does i think it's really uh i, I think it's just really childish really stupid that he does that but um, there's another one, another article here I wanted to read. Uh, it said, you know, if you guys know who the streamer Trainwreck is, uh, he's one of the first big name streamers that was calling out Twitch for the for the uh, payouts and for the you know lack of care for uh, the what, what do you call it the the cut that Twitch takes. He was one of the first ones I saw publicly talking about it as a Twitch partner too. Uh, Trainwreck presented the creator program of Kick today. The new streaming platform that he joined in 2022 uh, after calling out Twitch. Kick's creator program will pay streamers for the hours they stream, whether they have one, one viewer or over 100,000. According to Trainwreck, what Kick is offering has never been done by a streaming platform before and will exist in addition to the current advertising program in place, which Trainwreck cl claims is competitive with Twitch and YouTube's ad program. Uh, Trainwreck tweeted out, working toward financial security for, all, for streamers of all sizes. Uh, quote, that means as a creator on kick, you'll get paid for ads and they are available. You'll get paid 95 cents, uh, of your subscriber revenue, a hundred percent of on-site non-third-party donations, and you'll get the, and you'll get the creator program. The formula of kicks creator program is based on the number of hours a streamer streams, a flat rate based on kicks advertising uh, cost per thousand. The average viewers the streamer has and the viewer demographics and engagements. More details about the program will be reviewed in the near future, according to Trainwreck. The streamers on Kick will be able to get paid via Kick's payment processor Stripe on a set day of each month, or they can get paid the same day after the stream ends in popular cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin or Ethereum. Uh, the life of Twitch streamer is working uh, an impossible number of hours trying to find success. For all the all but the largest uh, creators, these hours go unrewarded. Twitch ignores small and mid-sized creators and gives their budget to a select small group of streamers via huge paid contracts. Small, uh, small to middle-sized creators have have few paid opportunities on Twitch and are expected to get by on their unfair subscription revenue split and meager at a split was the word I'm looking for. Uh, revenue split and me meager ad programs. 
Kick could spend millions of dollars acquiring large streamers exclusively. Instead, we're choosing to invest in all creators. Trainwreck, however, will still have to give an example of how Kick's creator program will reward small and mid-sized streamers. Based on his explanation, Kick could pay mere cents for every hour streamed, which would not make a difference. People are skeptical to say the least, but Kick's future as a competitive streaming platform uh, because it seems to be centered around online gambling. Trainwreck also got into a controversy after he didn't initially disclose one of the investors at Kick is also the owner of the online casino stake. Trainwreck said it will it will take time for every streamer to be rewarded for the hours they put in, but Kick's creator program is a start. Um, so, um, you know, first initial thoughts on this is I can see why people are skeptical. I can see why, you know, they, they look at, why they, why they look at, you know, um, you know, this is like, how is this really going to work, right? It's, uh, I don't know how you're going to be able to pay every single person, whether it's mere sense or not, because the, you know, you, the platform has to make money somehow, right? Now, I think it is smart to not go out there and try and poach other streamers, like big name streamers, like for example, Nick Merckx or something like that, and try and go over to kick. Um, but it's, it's one of the things where their biggest selling point right now is the 95% to 5% split. So where someone, if someone, you know, subs to you $5, you see 95% of that $5, right? So, you know, I think it's a good start, but I don't know how, so to be an affiliate, so to be an affiliate, you need to, you only need to stream for five hours, but you need to have a total of 75 followers. So I think that's going to be a little hard. Uh, it's going to be a little hard, uh, you know, to do, especially as a smaller streamer that doesn't have, that doesn't have like a large following on any platform. Uh, so first off, make sure you guys go follow my kick, kick.com slash Glock nine, G L O C K N nine N E. Go follow me. So I can start getting towards that before I even start. <laughs> You know, but it's something worth checking out. I, I've been a big fan of restreaming. I know some people aren't. I've always been a fan of restreaming nowadays since so many people stream. Why only place yourself in one boat, right? Why put all your eggs in one basket? You know, why only stream on YouTube? Why only stream on Twitch? Why only stream on Facebook? You, you know, why don't you spread it to everything? You know, I'm still trying to figure out how TikTok will let me go live. You know, I don't understand how that whole thing works, but it's... uh. You know, that's why I said I, I I'm I think when I come back to streaming, it's going to be full time restreaming stream to everything at once. Doesn't matter. Uh, the only thing I probably won't stream to is if I'm not racing, I won't put on my racing YouTube channel because I've actually been doing pretty good with the algorithm over there since I only stream. Or I only post videos of iRacing, so I wouldn't want to mess that up with live streams of other games. Um, But no, it, 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 it makes sense. Um, so it says, you know, they put out a tweet that says time. It took to reach 1 million followers, Netflix, 3.5 years, Facebook, 10 months, Spotify, five months, kick 69 days. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, I don't understand how they, I don't know what they're talking about because kick only has 40,000 followers on Twitter, but it says a million. I don't know. I don't know, but oh, it, I, at the time of this recording, Aiden Ross just went live on kick. As I said that. Is that Nick Merckx in his chat? I just pulled his stream up, but I swear I saw the name Nick Merckx, but it could be just somebody stealing his name more than likely. 
Yeah, there's someone named Nick Merckx on kick, but I don't think it's actually him because he's not even partnered, so I doubt that it's even him. Everyone's telling him to watch porn. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so, you know, he's obviously not still banned, or he's not, or I'm sorry, not even still banned. He's not banned at all. Um, but it's, uh, it's an interesting, I don't know. I'm sitting here trying to think right now about, about, uh, what this has to offer. And I think it's very interesting. I think it's, uh, I think it's something that people should be looking into, obviously, but don't, I don't, I will not encourage anybody to give up any platform they're on to stream there full time. Maybe if you want to like take one day out of the week to stream on there and see how you like it, see what happens, see if your community will go over there and check it out, go right ahead. But as for, as for actually, giving everything up to go over there exclusively, I, you know, I wouldn't advise anybody to do that. You know, I, I, I have experience in switching platforms. I really do. Uh, I, you know, everyone knows me. I went from Twitch to Mixer to back to Twitch and then to Facebook and then back to Twitch again. So last thing you're going to see me po posting is we're moving to kick exclusively. Ha ha ha. I mean, unless they want to pay me a million dollars. I mean, then we'll talk. Well, then we'll talk, but no, I, I will check it out. I'll probably do some live streams on there here and there just to see what's going on, but I will not be promoting it all over the place. I will say it on the podcast. If you want to go follow me over there, go check it out. Uh, but as for exclusive streaming over there, I will hold off, but uh, no, check it out. I think it's cool. But at the same time, my only, I think my biggest issue and I'm going I'm to say this again. I think my biggest issue is how the UI looks almost 100% like Twitch. I, I think that's one of my biggest problems with the platform is your followers are on the left. Your stuff is in the top right. Your subscription looks exactly like Twitch. Your settings kind of look like Twitch a little bit. Your creator dashboard, kinda, it looks like you just kind of took Twitch's UI um, it kind of, it kind of took their UI and just kind of put your own little spin on it, which, you know, I mean, it's a place to start, but you need to, in my opinion, you need to go and make it your own. Like I was never really a big fan of Trovo's. Um, I was never a big fan of Trovo's overlay. I still am not. I just pulled it up as an, I haven't been, I haven't been over here forever. I actually forgot my, I actually forgot my login. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember my password or anything. Uh, so I can't, it says login with the authenticator app, but I don't have Trovo on my authenticator app. Yeah. So I, I don't even know how I can get into my account to be honest with you. I can still stream to it cause I still have my stream key, but I can't, I, I can't get onto it. I think that's actually absolutely hilarious. So, um, but yeah, check it out. See how you like it. Let me know. Let me know how you like it. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I took a short break to try and figure out if I can log into Trovo. I have no idea how to do it without the authenticator. And I don't have it. So, oh, well. There is some, um, there is something I want to, you know, an article that I read that I thought was absolutely hilarious. It just came out today. It says, Modern Warfare 2 cheat makers charge $3 million in damages to Activision. So, I've talked about cheaters on here a lot. I've always been a Call of Duty player, even though I don't play it every day anymore. You know, just with the state of the game that it's in. 
but this is fun to see. You know, I logged into Warzone the other day to try the new like resurgence mode or whatever, the little mini map, you know, fast place Warzone with respawns, all that stuff. It's fun. I will say it's fun, but I'm sorry. The time to kill is still ridiculous. Like I die before I even know I'm really being shot at. It's ridiculous. And the problem is you don't really know if anyone's cheating or not because cheaters are still part of the game. Their anti-cheat never worked. Let's face it. Face facts. The anti-cheat never really did anything. There's still people cheating on there. Uh, but a judge ruled that creators of Call of Duty cheat service engine owning must pay Activision $3 million in damages. Uh, the article says cheating is a prevalent issue within the COD community and some cheaters have even gone extraordinary lengths to bypass COD's anti-cheat system. CDL Pro started to abandon Modern Warfare 2's ranked play mode because of hackers and Warzone also has a troubled history with cheating. In October 2022, Activision claimed high-profile streamers used Warzone cheats in a lawsuit against Engine Owning, a well-known cheat provider. The Warzone developers originally sued the cheat sellers in January 2022 claiming their cheats caused millions of dollars in damages. After a lengthy battle, Activision is finally set to receive some reparations, as the judge ruled that two engine-owning creators fork over $3 million in, in damages to developers. Activision introduced anti-cheat system uh, Ricochet in December, or October 2021, and just under a year later, they announced Ricochet banned 500,000 Call of Duty accounts. The powerful anti-cheat has helped alleviate some cheating concerns, but engine-owning still found a way around the system. Uh, to provide more context, Engine Owning sold cheats for Warzone, several mainlining con titles, Battlefield, and even Halo Infinite. Call of Duty insider Charlie, Charlie Intel reported a judge has ruled that two individuals who created Call of Duty cheats for Engine Owning is liable for $3 million in damages. The judge ruled that the pair of cheat makers seized developing software to exploit or enable uh, members of the public to cheat, manipulate, gain unfair advantages. Those terms extend to Call of Duty series and other Activision Blizzard games, including Overwatch 2. No streamers were mentioned by name in the suit or ruling from the judge. So, number one, I think if other cheat makers, you know, see this article, it will make them back off. Uh, I'm hoping that this actually does do something with the cheats in there because... I mean, I, I don't disagree with this. Like people, I saw some comments that people were talking about, like this is kind of going overboard, suing them for this much money, blah, blah, blah. Dude, there's players like me that don't play it because of these cheaters. Like, I mean, you're, so you're missing out on my microtransactions, my me buying the battle pass, you know, increasing the player base and all that stuff. So like, yeah, you caused the game. I mean, I, I don't think that they may have made $3 million off of selling cheats. I don't know. I don't know how much the cheats cost. Um, I do know people don't, don't understand this when they first buy cheats. You are literally putting malware on your computer. You're basically putting a virus on your computer to manipulate these games. Uh, I did it back in the day in Counter-Strike, messing with my buddy. I've told this story a million times. I got VAC banned on Steam because I was messing with my buddy, downloaded some free uh, cheats. And was 1v1ing him and then forgot to turn them off. Went into a ranked match of Counter-Strike and absolutely obliterated the other team. I immediately logged out of the game, turned the cheats off, but the damage was done. I was reported, it was found out, and I was banned. I'm still banned to this day. So, and rightfully so. I don't I don't take any you know harsh feelings towards it. I was messing around with cheats. I was a teenager. I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. And... You know, but there are people who are literally streaming. Uh, they're, they're a Call of Duty streamer. 
and there are ways to hide your cheats on stream where they only see the game they don't see the all the cheats on there they don't see the outline of people through walls and all that stuff and they're manipulating people who are donating to them thinking they're a good good skilled player and they're making money off of people and it's wrong absolutely wrong you're you're literally donating and subbing to a cheater who isn't even good at the game they probably don't even understand the game because once they take the cheats off they suck that's why that one chick can't remember her name um I 100% believe that she cheats. Uh, that's why they brought her out to that one facility to have her play on their system and everything. And she she usually averages like 12 kills a game. And then she was barely getting like two or three kills a game. She she was awful compared to how she plays at home. And she's like, oh, this isn't my normal chair. I'm not comfortable. The pressure. It's like you're doing absolutely horrible. Like, I, I mean, you know, she played for like two hours and it was just absolutely, you know, I remember watching it and I was like, dude, there's no way you didn't have like one solid game that's used to like what you're normally seeing. I, I that's just my own personal opinion. There is no 100% definitive proof that she is cheating. Um, but you know, it is, uh, it, it, it is pretty outrageous that people are, uh, streaming this game with cheats, you know, and acting like they're good, that acting like they're good. But uh, on top of that, again, it gets a lot of people to quit playing. So, again, you're losing out microtransactions, battle pass, all that stuff. So, that you know, you, they have cost. They have cost um, uh, the uh, developers a lot of money in the long run. But, you know, enough about Activision. But there's one more topic I want to talk about before we get out of here. And people knew I was going to bring this up. Uh, there's been a lot of hate. Uh, revolving Hogwarts Legacy. I know we kind of talked about it in the J.K. Rowling uh, comments, but there's been a lot of harassment on both sides, I would say, of people playing Hogwarts Legacy, and it's it's honestly ridiculous. But there's an article here where it says, uh, Silver Veil slams freaks for Hogwarts Legacy harassment in return Twitch stream. So this is a, this is a streamer, a VTuber um, that's, that you know obviously streams. It says, uh, streamer Silvervale blasted bullies who harassed her for streaming Hogwarts Legacy and her return to Twitch. Hogwarts Legacy has been one of the highest or one of the biggest game launches of all time and most watched ever on Twitch. But it hasn't come without a share of controversy. Boycotters have opposed the Harry Potter game due to his connection to series creator J.K. Rowling. The author has been accused for making transphobic tweets, um, some, something she and others have denied. The Hogwarts Legacy drama even resulted in streamers being harassed for playing the game on Twitch, including Silvervale. Um, however, the VTuber is, isn't backing down uh, despite being uh, or being reduced to tears during a recent broadcast. Uh, it says, due to the backlash others received, Silvervale used Twitch's auto-mod feature to protect herself against possible uh, harassment in her chat. Twitch's auto-mod holds comments with certain words or, for review, with trans being one of them. This resulted in some viewers believing she had banned the word from her chat, sending Twitter into a frenzy. Although the VTuber ended her previous stream in tears, Silvervale has since returned to Twitch to finish Hogwarts Legacy and isn't holding back. Quote, I do not condone the ideals of the author. I just want to be a effing wizard. She proclaimed, I want to play my wizard game that made my childhood worth living and I am going to be a effing wizard and we're going to enjoy this effing game. Uh, to follow this up, Silvervale took aim at those harassing her and others who, who for playing the game, telling them to do something better with their time. 
quote, I will not be bullied by a bunch of Twitter freaks for, with nothing to do, better to do uh, with, with their God, God dang time. Um, if you want to make changes, go make, make actual changes instead of harassing streamers on the internet. LGBT people are awesome. Twitter people are not awesome. F you, she added. With the VTuber definitely, definitely standing against her harassers, it will be interesting to see if fellow streamers follow suit. Notably, Hassan Piker refused to play the game, claiming that it wasn't worth being bullied over. So, first off, first off, I think either side of this is really stupid. Do what going around and harassing people for wanting to play a game, especially a game about Hogwarts Legacy. All of us that enjoyed Harry Potter as children loved you know the idea of being a wizard and going to Hogwarts and going on the Hogwarts Express and riding a broom and playing Quidditch, even though you can't play in the game yet. Um, but to go around and harass people for choosing to play it, basically, you know, th this is the same thing of. Oh, you play this game, you're transphobic. Oh, if you if you believe this, you're racist. If you believe this, you're that. You're homophobic. All this other bullcrap. You know, I agree with what sh what this streamer said. Where all I want to be is an effing wizard. Okay, number one, whether you like J.K. Rowling or not, the story of Harry Potter is great. Now we can sit here and debate that it's kind of the same exact story as Star Wars, but with with wands instead of lightsabers. But you can do your own research on that. It's hilarious. Um. Harry Potter is, for most people that were born in like the 90s, uh, Harry Potter was a big part of your childhood. Uh, whether you read the books or watched the movies or like myself, both. I, I mean, I didn't really grow up reading books, but I read all the Harry Potter books. I own all the Harry Potter books. Loved those books to death. Followed the movies when they came out. Absolutely loved the movies. I just watched them recently with my kids before I even knew about Hogwarts Legacy, and they're still amazing to this day. But to go around and harass people who are enjoying a game because you don't like what the creator of the of the movies and the books said is absolutely ridiculous let them enjoy the game it's an amazing freaking game i'm you know whether you like it or not the story i believe the storyline is one of the best storylines i've seen in a single player role playing game like this it's it's absolutely great i love it every every little aspect of it i think it's a great game people have told me that they have bugs in the game and stuff i haven't you know encountered many of them but you know, overall, I've been having an amazing time playing it, even though I've been playing at a very slow pace. Um, you know, now as for the other side of people boycotting, it's like, dude, you know what? Do what you want. You want to boycott it, boycott it. But don't sit there and try and make everybody else be an enemy because they don't agree with your same ideals in the same way you're taking actions against those ideals. You know, if you want to boycott it, fine. No one gives a crap. I'm telling you that right now. No one gives two craps if you're boycotting that game. I actually love that it became one of the highest watched video games ever on Twitch. I love that, you know, so many people started playing it and streaming it and just shoved it in the face of everyone that was boycotting it because they're so stupid. That's just my opinion. You, you may disagree and that's totally fine. It's totally, I mean, it is what it is, but the fact that it had such an amazing launch and in reality, I haven't seen anybody. I haven't seen you know, someone might come. Oh, I saw people complaining about it. I have not seen anyone saying the game was not good. I have not seen it. I have not seen someone say this game sucks. I haven't seen anybody say that anything any about that they actually played it. Now, I guarantee you a lot of people that are boycotting are out there like, oh, this game sucks, blah, blah, blah. I didn't play it or buy it, but I know it sucks. You know, so I think, this, I think the status of it holds up for itself. And if you haven't played it yet, I highly recommend it. Great game. Don't be harassing people over it. Don't be weird. Like, like they said, don't, you know, like, like me. 
I would never let people on. I mean, I will say, I think if you're being harassed or hate raided or anything, I don't understand. Like the people that are crying about it. Oh, I, it, it was so traumatic that I ended my stream in tears because people were harassing me. I honestly would laugh so hard if I got a hate raid for playing Hogwarts Legacy on stream. I would absolutely. That's just me. Again, that's just me. I I would absolutely die laughing. I I, I would troll the crap out of everybody that came in there. Absolutely. I'd be like, whoa, why are y'all judging? I, I, did you just call me he? I'm they, them. What's up, bro? <laughs> you know, just just to absolutely throw them through a loop. Dude, my wizard is trans. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, again, that's just me. I, 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 I really don't understand why people get so... Getting their feelings and so hurt off of what people on the internet have to say. It doesn't, it doesn't click with me because... You don't know these people. I can care less what they say. I post things on Instagram all the time, and I I end up getting like really hateful comments or or like people very negative stuff about gameplay or whatever. It's like it's one person out of seven billion people in the world. I can care less. It is what it is. But that's my thought process. Other people have different thought processes. They can't handle that kind of stuff. I get it, but at the same time, it's hard for me to relate because I know how I would act in the situation. But you shouldn't have to play anything without worrying about with with worrying about harassment from people. You shouldn't like, for example, if I were to go and play iRacing and I get a whole bunch of people coming in there just telling me I suck and all this other stuff. Like, it is what it is, bro. I'm learning. Yeah, that's how I would take it. But other people, they can't take that criticism from people they don't know. They they want they seek everybody's approval, right? That's why a lot of people were like, oh, it's not worth playing the game over being or it's not worth being bullied for playing the game. So I'm not going to play it. You know, but I, oh, I've been playing it off stream, but I won't play it on stream because it's not worth being bullied over. You just admitted to playing it. Just play it and enjoy it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what people have to say. If you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it. That's just the way I look at it. But you know, you shouldn't be bullied into like ending your stream or bullied into not playing the game. And it, it it's just it's it's a crazy time right now that people actually fall in fall into this kind of stuff, worrying about the opinions of others. It does it. If you enjoy the game, enjoy the freaking game. Plain and simple. It doesn't matter. Like I told you guys before in the JK, we were talking about JK Rowling. She's obviously going to get some kind of kickback from the video, from the video game, but she's already a billionaire. It doesn't matter. You're not going to hurt her pocket if you let's say let's say nobody bought Hogwarts Legacy. Let's say every single person boycotted it and the game died and everything. She's still a billionaire. You're not hurting anybody. You're just not getting the enjoyment out of the game. That's the only thing. It's the only thing you're lo people are losing out on is losing the enjoyment of being a freaking wizard. Okay. So that's all I got to say about that. I just figured I'd touch on that real fast, but yeah, that, you know, I'm glad we got to do an episode with just me again. Uh, but again, if you guys are looking to be a guest on here, I'd gladly bring you on. Even if you've been on here before, you're more than welcome to come back on. You know, I would love to pick a topic and pick your brain and have a conversation, whether you agree or disagree or, you know, we could talk about it. You know, I agree with, um, I agree with having healthy conversations, even when both, both sides are completely on the opposite side. So you can get an under better understanding of what the other person thinks. So I'm fully open to controversial topics as well. So if you know anybody that likes to do podcasts, make sure you point them in my direction. We'll get them on the show. So I greatly appreciate it. But until next time, guys, make sure you guys share this podcast with a friend. It's the greatest way to help this podcast grow. If you're on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave a review. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Even if you give me a one-star review and call me transphobic, go right ahead. At least you left a review. Greatly appreciated. But again, 
Till next time, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey!